I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wale from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK and you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. I'm Brad Brown, and uh, it's good to have you with us today. And we're going to, on this podcast, do a bit of time traveling. You'll find out why in just a moment. I'm a massive fan of uh, the Back to the Future movie, and that's what we are going to do today. I'm going to climb in my DeLorean, uh, get Doc to fire up the plutonium, uh, and off we go. And the reason I say that is we're catching up with our running coach, Marcus Van Nikak, today. Uh, and we are going to be chatting to Jeffrey Abrams, but we did this chat last week. Uh, we recorded it last week as this has been published uh, a few days before the Johnson Crane Marathon, which happened this past weekend uh, up in Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, so we chatted to Jeffrey uh, ahead of the race. He's been gunning and training pretty hard for a sub three marathon. You'll find out all the details there. And I'm going to keep you in suspense because I've got an update uh, at the end of this podcast about how Jeffrey went. So there's the, the bit of time traveling. Uh, and because Lindsay's not on the podcast today, I'm going to talk about him a little bit because he's not going to tell you this, so I will. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend uh, at Johnson Crane. We had a whole bunch of, uh, of members from the Coach Perry online community uh, running. And uh, yeah, there were PBs left, right and center. But uh, yeah, at the front end of the field, uh, it was pretty good for Team Coach Parry as well. Uh, three of our athletes uh, out of uh, the professional rungs uh, ended up winning the races. So in the 10K, uh, in the men's 10K, one of our athletes, uh, uh, Pilani Butelezi, ended up running a 31-minute uh, 10K to win the men's 10K. That is rapid. I laugh because I can't even wrap my head around running that fast. But 31 minutes for 10K, well done to Pilani. Uh, and then in the ladies' half marathon, Christine Karma. Ended up winning that. I think she was uh, she won the ladies race, but she was sixth overall. I think uh, out of everyone, men included, uh, and it was a training run. She wasn't even racing that hard. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic run from Christine. Uh, and then to top it all off, uh, a win in the marathon for uh, Shanae Bosman. Uh, in a new record time as well. So uh, three wins out of uh, essentially six possible wins. Uh, Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So well done to Lindsay and to those three athletes and also to every single one uh, of our members who had a phenomenal weekend out. Also at the Red Hill this weekend in uh, in Cape Town, uh, and there were other marathons as well that took place. And uh, yeah, the success stories coming out of our forums have been absolutely brilliant. Uh, I love hearing them and reading them, and we're going to share a few of them uh, with you in the weeks and uh, to come here on the podcast. Also, don't forget we're going to be announcing our next Biogen Journey winner. If you've been following what we've been doing on our various platforms, on our videos as well as our our podcast. You'll know that every single week we give away a, a three-month membership to the Coach Perry online platform, all compliments of Biogen. Uh, and what we're also doing uh, is giving away a Biogen hamper. So we'll throw in a Biogen hamper uh, with that prize as well, and we'll announce the winner at the end of this podcast too. So stay tuned for how Jeffrey went and also to find out if you're a winner, if you've been using that hashtag on social media. It's that easy to win. Just use the hashtag BiogenJourney uh, and uh, yeah, we'll pick them up and uh, we could make you a winner. Those results coming up uh, a little bit later on in the program. But first, let's catch up with Marcus and Jeffrey. Marcus, welcome. How's it, Brad? 
Thanks for having me. No worries. Nice to catch up again. And we head to the northwest, to Clarksdorp, to catch up with uh, one of the members of the Coach Barry online community, Jeffrey Abrams. Jeffrey, welcome on to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Brad. Hi, Marcus. How's it, Jeffrey? Jeffrey, it's awesome awesome to have you on because you are one of the, probably the most active members on our community. You ask incredible questions. You challenge the coaches, which I absolutely love. Uh, And... uh, to boot, you're a pretty good runner as well. How did you get into the sport of running? Jeffrey, how long have you been running? I started running in 2015. And uh, it so happened that I started running by sheer default. Uh, I was having, I took my wife out on her birthday. So I was walking down a hill. Then I started running, which, as you guess, I think the part, the part beat from that time on. Uh, I actually fell in love with trail running. And there's not much trails and clubs that you can do. And I started doing park run. I think I'd done about 20 of them. And when I was told I'm pretty good at it, and I started running. So I started running in 2015, in August. Jeffrey, I'm amazed because you are, like I said, I mean, I said to boot you're a good runner. You are a blooming good runner, and you, you haven't been running that long. Uh, I mean, were you sporty growing up? I mean, did you did you do anything else? Uh, I mean, obviously, this this has come later on, but, I mean, did you play any other sports as a kid? In my teens, when I was 16, and probably until I was like 20, I was doing karate, about three different styles of martial arts. And in 20... So about 28, 2008, I started cycling until 2014. So, yeah, I've been pretty active. Uh, I always tease that in 1992, I think I was 19 or so, I weighed 53 kilograms. It's a couple of decades later, uh, as is from last Monday, this past Monday, I actually weighed 53.5 53.5 kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the genes. I love it. I mean, that's fantastic. Obviously, coming into running, having that cycling background, you've had a you, you've got quite a big sort of base, which which helps a lot. But for you, what, what's 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 been what what's made you fall in love with running? What what do you love about it? And 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 what's sort of kept pushing you? I guess it's the camaraderie amongst fellow runners, uh, the dedication that I see some, in some of the guys, and the added benefit, it, it keeps you young. And uh, I have a phobia that most people don't know about, uh, a, a booby, and I, I, I don't like a tummy. So when I start my trousers not fitting, I mean, running gives you the best cardio ever. So I, I guess that's the reason. Yeah, and running definitely definitely helps with that. And as far as sort of goals and that, what are you what are you sort of working towards? You haven't just stuck to park run. You've gone and run uh, some longer longer stuff as well. What, what are you what are you working towards? Ultimate goal is the comrades to to be able to run silver. Uh, well, I started with a couple of tens kilos when I started running in two thousand and fifteen. Um, and I thought I was blooming fast. My my starting pace was roughly. 515 per kilo and i well i had a running mate who did a 440 that i could struggle to pace with him uh then in 2015 i did 221s which the best in that year was 134 and then in 2016 i done about two or one 21 
So I effectively started running seriously in July 2017, you know, five days a week. Uh, yeah, that's pretty about it. And, and you've run Comrades before. You've, you've run Bull Rowan at Comrades and not just sneaking in either. I mean, I think your, your Comrades PB is an 8.30 odd, which is, which is pretty good. But like you say, silver silver's the goal. Silver is the goal, yes. All right. I'm going to hand you... Sorry, say again. I said this, they, they, they start to achieve that goal is to be able to run a marathon in sub three, which I'm aiming for this coming weekend in Johnson Crane. So yeah, if I get that right, I think my eye will be definitely on the silver without any compromise. And, and you're coming pretty close. I mean, you you've, you ran Soweto last year, which is which is a, a tough, I mean, Soweto, there's no, you can't beat around the bush. Soweto is hard. It's at altitude, it's in November, and in November in Soweto, it's hot. There's, it's hot and dusty and it's, it's tough. Uh, and you, you've you've had a pretty good a pretty good performance at Soweto. You didn't get the sub three. I don't know if you were going for the sub three, but uh, I mean, running very low su- three hour marathon at a Soweto is nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I, I ran a three twelve in comparison with my first Soweto in twenty seven in two thousand and seventeen, which was a three thirty two. I mean, I went to Soweto just to give it a test. Uh, I wasn't pushing it. I held back a lot because I didn't want to get injured. Uh, you know, up hills, if you are not up there, it could be heavy on your on your hemis. I mean, I came back from comrades with sore knees uh, that lasted for five weeks. So I didn't want to jinx that. And so it's because I had it in the back of my mind, uh, I wanted to run tough one as well. So I, I little head back into it. Well, brilliant. Let, let's talk a little bit. I'm going to hand you over to Marcus now because you've got some some great questions uh, around your training and how do you get better. But before I do that, though, how are you feeling ahead of ahead of Johnson Crane? We're recording this now the week before. We're actually going to publish it the week after, so I'll make sure that we put in the show notes uh, how you went. But h- how are you feeling with a few days to go now? How are you feeling ahead of Johnson Crane? Uh, well, I started to to get sleepless nights. I mean, I dream about the race, you know, adjusting on the pace and. Looking, I'm, I'm now doing some calculation in terms of which pace do I want to run. Do I want to run a 3.59 per K, a 4, or 4.05? I'm, I'm just planning ahead. But yeah, the nerves are hitting it, I must say. Yeah, ner- nerves are good. And, and I think uh, with any sort of big race that you're targeting, it's, I think it's good to have nerves in because that is what, what sort of keeps you to, to, to stick to the game plan, that you don't go out and, and blow it early on. Marcus, just yeah, b- before we get into Jeffrey's questions, going sub three at Johnson Crane this weekend, what's, what's Jeffrey got to do? Uh, okay, so firstly, my, my first question, thanks, Brad, would be, um, Jeffrey, your 312 at Soweto, was that a, as hard as you can go or was it just a, Let's see what I can do today. I think I held back. There was still about 25% of capacity in the tank. When I looked at my zones, I wasn't even at, I was running at temperate zone three. It's, wow. it's only about 12% of which I was running at zone four. I wasn't uh, using zone six at all. I mean, I never went there in Soweto. So I, I had about 50, 25% capacity that I could have. Utilized. Okay. And just as a cross reference, what is your most recent five or ten k PB, or My even a four or eight k time trial, whatever um, short distance all out effort you gave recently? Okay. My my best eight k time trial is twenty nine minutes. Okay. My best. 
Um, my 10K, it's 39, 3925. Okay. Okay. But, but recently, what's your most recent one? Uh, my most recent one, which, which was last week, Saturday, was uh, 3940 on a 10K. Okay. And I, okay. And I, I just finished a 21.1 milli, 21 race, of which I, I finished in 123. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Hundred percent. Oh, so it was part of a. It was. It, you said it was part of a twenty-one. Yeah, I, yes. The I, I crossed that ten k at thirty-nine on a twenty-one course. Okay, perfect. And that was the first ten k. Am I right? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. So, so a few interesting things. So, first, firstly, if your three twelve at um, uh, Soweto wasn't all out, that's really good to hear. Um, if you want to go, let's say you're aiming at a 258, you're looking at about an average speed of 413 per kilometer. So for me, in order for you to achieve that, please don't go anywhere sub four because it's not necessary. You will okay. just eliminate your chances or you, you'll just make your chances to achieve your goal super scarce um, just just because you might burn too much um, in, you know, in the beginning stage of the race. In fact, if I were you, I'd start out around 4.13 to 4.15 um, just, to, just to get blood going even slower than that, maybe a 4.18, uh, um, not slower than that, um, and then do that for the first 14 kilometers. After that, you should be able to bring it back down to a 4.10, 4.13 for the next 14 kilometers, and then with 14 k's left to go, if you want to put the hammer down, obviously it's – your call and depending on how you feel on the day you'll be able to take it home and 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 if you can still maintain that pace you should be able to to, to take it home at a sub three and if you feel great with six guys to go that's my philosophy then you just empty the tank go 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 crazy as long as your as long as your your average speed for the day per kilometer equates to about 413 and that'll take you to a 258 flat um so I, I couldn't agree with you more, um, you know, when it comes to the running a silver at Comrades, you will need to do a sub three marathon. It's just one of those things. Um, what the, the one thing that, that stands out for me a bit is like, if your best 10K effort was a 39, that's about one minute off um, what you should be doing. Um, so in other words, you should be doing at about, uh, about a 38 minute 10K in order to do a 258 marathon. If we work on a 259, because you don't really want to go to your only about a 10 second difference. So it's 38 10. Um, so so your 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 current P your current um, 10k PB, if we calculate it from your 10k going up, uh, let's do that. You said it was a 49? It was a 39. Of 39 or 3. Yeah, 39 25. 25, sorry. Um, let me just do my calculations here. So if we if we base it on that, you're looking at about a three a sub three oh five marathon. Okay. I don't know what the route was like in the first ten case that you did the other day, but I also don't know what the route is like for the marathon coming up. Um, but because it's very borderline, I'd suggest that if you want to follow the advice that I just gave in terms of do not go faster than what is really necessary. Um, because as you would know just as well as I do, um, it's from thirty six on well, thirty six kilometers onwards where the where the real fight club starts, as they put it. 
Um, so, uh, so that would be my advice for 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 your specific um, pro well, attempt at doing sub three at um, JC this weekend. Yeah, if if I can just add something in there as well, though, Jeffrey, bef- before you sort of respond to Marcus is, and this is just a general comment, and and we see it so often where where runners will be going for a certain goal, and whether it's a sub three hour marathon, whether it's a sub four hour marathon, or a sub five hour marathon, and you almost get lured into the go you know what i'm going to go 10 seconds a k faster in the first half than i should be going so that i can bank that time so that i've got some time in the second half and and Lindsay and i did a a video and, and i think it's coming out in a week or two's time where we spoke exactly about that that you're never going to make up enough time for what you lose in the second half by going out too fast so so by going out at the pace you should be going out like marcus recommends if you go out slightly more conservative you feel so much better in that second half that you can then go and run an even split possibly even a negative split which then sets you up for success as opposed to going out maybe two minutes faster than you should in that first half you're going to lose way more than two minutes in the second half and that then blows your goal out the water and it's i don't want to say it's a risk but it's a decision that you need to make as a runner that that's the way you're going to approach this thing you trust the system you've done the training you've done the hard work and now it's a case of just execute and don't blow that execution by going out too hard yeah i think the advice that marcus just gave me it's i appreciate it it's actually well consecutive because my method has been run faster in the first 3k you bend your muscle they get used to it and you drop the pace to a more comfortable pace and then i just run that pace in the two-third of the race which i consider as a warm-up especially on a marathon if you take your running up to 37 as a nice warm-up and if you feel good at 37 as you put it marcus empty the tank because, yeah, you know the paramedics are going to be waiting for you in the finish line. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate the, four, the, four, the 418, 416 pace. It's Currently, it is the comfortable pace, I must say. Even in I, can, tracking. I, can give you, I can almost guarantee you, um, if you, if you follow the start, easy, finish, hard approach, I can almost guarantee you you'll have a great result. Um, I, I don't know if I should make, well, mention it on this on this episode, but um, I have an athlete, um, she's based in Cape Town, and she did Oceans last year. And um, she's got training buddies, and to cut a long story short, I, my, my advice to her was we also basically divided it up into thirds because um, it's just something that I like to do. So I, my advice to her was start easy, you know, build it up into a certain pace, and then, you know, over the last third of the race, and see what you can do. And um, one of her running buddies, the, the response, and I think it was actually the the running buddies coach's response to it was no one runs a negative split at oceans and the the cherry on top was the fact that this athlete of mine she ran so well she actually caught up with the friend who's a way better in her opinion is a way better and stronger runner than her and she she actually i think she beat him by half an hour at the end of the day so i mean if you start consecutively conservatively i can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day out and not just that um if you if you think of something in, in in well, looking at a graph, if I can, um, you know, describe it like that. If you start that graph a bit too high, and yeah. slowly but surely you're going to run out of energy, and as soon as that starts dipping, that's what that's when I like to describe it as. That's when the process starts to control you, because that's when you run out of energy. But if you draw, if you drop that graph a bit, and you and you keep it consistent, and you gradually pick it up, I can guarantee you the time lost, if I can call it that based on a slower start or a more conservative start, 
is much less damage than being able to or than than you starting to hard and then the process taking control of yourself again back you up 100% i saw that with me on uh, two oceans last year i started too fast i mean I, when i crossed the 42.2 my time was 306 and i ran the all pbs except the five i ran the best 10 best 21 best 42 since i started running but oh, after 46k it was battling i was battling the only fastest time that i could manage was the last 3k when i finished i mean i had to go to the loo and there was no loo next to the road so i ran fast just to get to the loo so i missed I lost about 23 minutes because I aimed to, to run a, a silver at two oceans. But the, the philosophy of starting too fast, I couldn't run the negative splits after halfway point because yeah, I had nothing left in uh, the tent. You know what? And, and, and trust me, when you, if you start at a 4.15 to 4.18 or 4.14 to 4.18, I can guarantee you your muscles will have more than enough time in those 14 kilometers to, one, get used to the pace and two, to warm up very, very well. And then yeah. from there, and start handing out the the damage for work. Well, obviously in this in the middle third of the race, then obviously you know pick the pace up ever so slightly, like I said. And I can I'm very confident in the fact that you have some more to give in the last third. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what the result is. We're going to definitely be in touch with you on Monday, uh, Jeffrey. But you are you you had a question that you sent through about training pacing. What what was what was that question that you wanted to to ask Marcus about the the paces you run in training? Okay. Marcus. On, on easy runs and as well as on long runs, uh, on the Coach Perry Forum, you have your pace ranges. For example, yeah. uh, say on an easy run between a pace of 4.10 to 5.10. Consecutively, what should one be choosing which pace to run with? Obviously, the, the higher, the faster pace you choose, the more kilos you log based on the time that you'll be running. The slower, the lesser the kilo. That is the philosophy I'm following. But yeah. One can't run a 410 week in, week out. You, you're bound to win, you're bound to, to invite injury. In your experience, what would be the ideal pace to train with? Okay, so so on, on what? Well, let's work off, uh, let, let's go back to the marathon and let's say for argument's sake, you are training for a 258 marathon. Let me just do my calculations again. Um, let's do that. Okay. So, so let's say we, we are we are training for that, that elusive sub three marathon. Based on that, your easy runs should be 4:30 to 5 minutes a k. Your okay. long run should be 4:30 to 5:10 per k, and your recovery run should be about 5:07, 5:05 to 5:30 per kilometer. Um, there's a very big risk, just as, as, as so many people make the mistake by starting a race too fast. They, I cannot stress how important it is to train in the right zones. Um, I'll never forget Lindsay and myself and some of the other coaches on, 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 this, um, on the Coach uh, Perry Forum uh, platform. We had, a, we had a, a, a lunch one day with a very, very, very clever guy. And um, he's the coach of the Norwegian, I think it's the Norwegian Olympic cross-country skiing team. And in order for you 
to be coached by him, you need to have an Olympic gold. So he's, he's got pretty high standards. And he, he always uses the one example of one of his most successful, in fact, one of the country's most successful, the sport's most successful elite cross-country skiers. And she had a 10-year career with 14,000 hours of log training. And 80% of that was in zone one and the lower end of zone two. I mean, that is ridiculously slow. So, so it just goes to show you that it, I cannot stress how important it is to train at the right zones. If you train at a too high intensity, we're just missing the boat uh, entirely. So you want to train. I always say engine first, speed second. If you keep on training at the right intensities consistently, those intensities will in any way be improved because you're running at the, at the, the maximum aerobic capacity or intensity that you that that you should, if I can call it that. Um, it's just super, super important because if you train too fast, you're using a different energy um, systems, um, your, your muscles go into oxygen there. So you're, you're, you take longer to recover from sessions. So there's, there's not just the fact, it's not just training at the wrong intensity. It comes with a whole list of other issues that one doesn't necessarily um, take into account. And nine times out of 10, you're only going to realize that come race that you're going to, you're going to end well, pitch up there and you're not going to be as fit and as fresh as you should be. Okay. So basically, we summarize it. Train at a slow pace so that you'll be able to run fast at the race pace. 100%. 100%. I can, I can, I mean, if you want to write it down, I can, I can give it to you again. So based on a sub three marathon, um, you, your easy run should be 428 to, to about 505 when you go conservatively. Um, your long run should be about a 431 to 510, and your recovery run should be about a 505 to a 535. Um, once again, just because the bottom of that bracket is 430 doesn't mean you need to run at 430. If 430 is not comfortable for you, don't go there. That's why we give ranges. And that's, once again, it's, it's really important to know, know your body and know what your body's comfortable at. If you do run at the, let's say the mid to the lower end of that, that pace bracket, and you see your heart rate is slightly higher than what it should be, then back off. I'm, I can guarantee you it's not going to have an effect. When you do your speed work, that's when you need to hit the right numbers. This is just to just this is just for, for form of maintenance. Thank you. Yeah, what I'll do as well, Marcus, and this applies to all the ranges. It's not just if you're running for a sub-three-hour marathon. It's uh, across the board on all the training programs on our platform. Those are the ranges. And like Marcus says, if it doesn't feel comfortable at the at the bottom of that range, then slow it down. But that lecture that you were talking about, uh, I'm going to pop a link into the show notes as well. It's about an hour long, and it gets quite technical. But I tell you what, it'll blow your mind uh, just watching that thing. So if you're listening to this and you're fascinated by this sort of philosophy of training, and a lot of it, it's what we do at Coach Paris do yourself a favor and watch that lecture because it just makes so much sense i'll pop that in as well uh, so that's brilliant and then jeffrey you were also asking about uh, strength training and when's the best time of the day to to do it should you be doing it in the morning if you're running in the afternoon or or in the the afternoon if you're running in the morning i think i've, I've got that correct is, is that what you're asking yes it, it is and uh, the other thing is either for for example uh mondays to to monday tuesday thursday I'm running in the afternoon. Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, I do. I'm doing. I'm doing my running in the in mornings. When is the best time to do your strength training? And some of the days, should I do it following the running, or should I just dedicate a morning or an afternoon for strength training? 
Okay, Jeffrey, I'm just going to ask you to, to 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 repeat that for me. When exactly do you train in the week? On uh, which days in the morning? Which days in the afternoon? Um, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, okay, so you've got it here. Tuesday and Thursday in the afternoon, and then Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday in the morning. That's. Oh, and Monday as well in the afternoon. Okay, perfect. And your question is when is when is best to do strength training? Yes. Um. <laughs> I'm going to give you a totally different answer here. For me, it's about when is your speed sessions because those are the sessions that you, like I said, that's when we get really, that's when you need to be really specific. That's when you need to run at a really specific pace. Um, so I'd, I'd say maybe do your speed sessions the day or gym sessions. Um, if you want to do it the day before, make sure it doesn't interfere with your speed sessions. If you want to do it um, the day after, that's fine by me. Um, I'd rather let you take a bit of strain in the, in the strength um, and conditioning sessions as opposed to the actual running sessions. Same with um, if, you, if you're doing, um, let's say for argument's sake, you want to do a, a speed set or a strength session on a Thursday. Uh, let me just have a look at your program. So you do your, um, you do your time trials on a Wednesday usually, am I right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Okay. And on a Wednesday, you train in the morning. Um, so if I were you, I'd do my strength session on a Tuesday morning. That means you still get to run in the afternoon, and it's not a, it's not a massive run that you're going to put in. And that should give you at least 24 hours to freshen up um, before your hard run on a Wednesday. Okay. Great. Well, Jeffrey, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do this weekend at Johnson Crane, and I know Marcus is as well. Best of luck, uh, and I'm going to reach out to you on Monday, and I said that we'll, we'll put the result in the show notes, but I'll make sure that I record the intro for this podcast after the weekend. So uh, uh, it's, it's going to be coming up. I'm gonna, this is a bit of time travel. It's a bit weird. So uh, Jeffrey's result is coming up after this, so keep listening. Jeffrey, it's been awesome. Thanks for your time. Uh, you're also one of our lifetime members on the Coach Perry online training platform. T tell me a little bit about your experience. You've been with us pretty much from the start. What do you, what do you enjoy about it? The interactive. You know, sometimes uh, Coach Perry uh, laptop goes to sleep and I give him a hair about it. And uh, thank you, Marcus, for standing in when you couldn't answer on time. Because, you know, just it's it's very good because at least now I know that all my stats are in one place and I'm a sucker for, for stats. So, yeah, I lock every kilo. I lock how I feel after the training. So having the forum really helps. And also to read other people's stories. You know, one has some niggling injuries that I'm blessed that in the last 14 weeks uh, that I've started with a sub-3 training program, I haven't experienced any serious injuries. But uh, to be cautious, the the last three weeks I've been attending a biokinetist just to keep my muscles fresh. I'm having my last session tomorrow, just before the marathon, just to make sure that everything is in the right place. So yeah, I'm enjoying the forum a lot. Brilliant. Well, best of luck, Jeffrey. Go and smash it, and uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Let's let's uh, send positive vibes and hope you get that sub three. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Marcus. All the best. I really hope you hit the, you you achieve your goal. Thank you, guys. What a cool chat. Thoroughly enjoyed that chat with uh, Jeffrey. And, uh, yeah, some feedback on his marathon. Don't forget as well, we're going to announce the winner uh, in just a moment of the Biogen Journey competition as well. Uh, but I got a message on Monday from uh, Jeffrey saying, Hi, Brad. Following the interview I had with you and Marcus, uh, the feedback from Johnson Crane is as follows. Uh, he says it was a perfect uh, weather for a marathon. However, 
Uh, my body had plans of their own. At 6Ks, I started experiencing discomfort in my stomach. At 14, I had to go to the loo. By 21, I was already four minutes behind my planned time. And if that wasn't enough, at 28Ks, my right calf and hamstring became very sore. Uh, Jeffrey was saying he thinks it was a result of sitting on the loo and trying to catch up with his running mates. And then at 38Ks, the left calf backed in two. And by 40, he was barely coping. And from there, it was just mental focus that pushed him through to the finish line. Uh, he managed to finish in a time of 3.08.38. That's the gross time. The net was 3.08.05. But he missed the three-hour uh, uh, goal, the sub-three-hour goal, but ended up running a four-minute PB, marathon PB. Previous PB was uh, a 3.12.55. That was back in november uh so yeah fantastic performance jeffrey i know sometimes things don't go your way but uh still a four minute pb is nothing to scoff at when things don't go according to plan so uh i think you can be pretty proud of that he said the sub three will fall shortly he's seeing a physiotherapist uh, this week to sort out the calves and the hamstrings uh but yeah he says uh, i do not like giving excuses I missed the target as planned. However, I can attest that the program is superb. Since I started with the Sub 3 program on the 15th of October, he's achieved the following PBs. He's run a 10K PB in 39.05, a 15K PB uh, in 102.26, and uh, that previous uh, 42K PB back in November, which is now uh, below 3.09, 3.08. Well done, Jeffrey. Congratulations, mate. Uh, hard luck on missing the Sub 3. But uh, yeah, geez, that's uh, an amazing performance when things don't go according to plan. I mentioned as well, you could be a winner here on the podcast, and we have got our next winner. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Sipiwe, who posted on Instagram. His uh, Instagram handle uh, is uh, Catastrophe. I love it. K-A-T-A-Z. T-R-O-F-Y. Sipiwe, we're going to be in touch uh, via Instagram, and we'll get your prize to you. But he posted a great photo of him finishing uh, the Johnson Crane and says, running is not about competing with anyone, but about being better than you were yesterday. So, so true. Sipiwe, congratulations. We'll be in touch. Three months access to the Coach Perry online training platform. You get access to all of our training programs, uh, as well as all of our coaches in the interactive forum. We're looking forward to helping you uh, in your build-up to Comrades 2019. He's running his first one this year. So, yeah, looking forward to to helping you on that one. And don't forget, if you'd like to win, just use that hashtag, okay? On social media, you can do it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. We'll find it. Uh, and every week, we pick one of the lucky winners. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll let you know on the podcast. So keep listening to this podcast. Keep subscribing to it. Uh, and uh, who knows? You could be a winner, and we could be helping you achieve your goals. On those posts, let us know what you're training for and what you need help with, okay? So, uh, that's what we need to know and we could be making you a winner and that's it for this week we're back again uh, with another edition of Run uh, a week from now don't forget to check out our uh, videos on Facebook and YouTube uh, you can also check out our uh, I don't want to call it our sister podcast, but it is essentially our sister podcast called Ride if you're into cycling with our cycling coach, Devlin Eden. Uh, and we've also got a triathlon one called Try with our triathlon coach, Rudolf Nordea. And don't forget, you can get access to Lindsay, Marcus, our triathlon coach, Rudolf, our cycling coach, Devlin, as well as our strength and conditioning coach, Shona, uh, and our resident uh, sports nutritionist, Nikki, all through the Coach Parry online platform. Uh, access to the Coach Parry mobile app on Android and iOS. All the details on coachparry.com forward slash join. We'd love to have you and we look forward to helping you achieve your goals. Until next week, from myself, Brad, it's cheers.